0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Right. All right. So let's get a little smarter. Let's uh, bring in Brian Baldinger on getmyphoenix.com guest line. He's our Odyssey NFL insider. Like I said, you can find him on NFL Network, Fox Sports, all over. And also, uh, check out his podcast in the huddle with Jason LaConfora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. So Brian, let's start off the top with the biggest story in the NFL, in my opinion, just because it's crazy. The Colts hiring Jeff Saturday as their new interim head coach from a day to day perspective, the little things getting prepared uh, for a game this week. How big of an obstacle is this going to be for the Indianapolis Colts?
2: I don't even know where they begin. I mean, I, I played for that organization. I know Jim Irsay real well. I know Jeff Saturday, uh, quality, you know, person, but I don't even know what what the first order of business is. I get to know, I mean, Jeff's gotta go into the building and get to know the new coaches. You're like, who are these people? How do they operate? Uh, what has been the, what? whatever Frank Reich did before, whether, you know, by organization, meetings, uh, how they set the schedule, I mean, he's got to learn all that because you don't want to change too much. Um, You'd love to change the results, obviously, because that was a just a pathetic performance on Sunday against the Patriots. But I, I don't even know where Jeff begins. Like, I was just kind of put myself in Jeff's shoes as an analyst on the outside, trying to think, like, how I would organize this thing. I I'm not sure... I'm not sure what Jeff's first order of business really is. I mean, they got to fix pass protection. And Sam Ellinger is not the answer. So I don't know if Matt Ryan is or not. But I know Jeff Saturday, the first thing I would do if I was Jeff is I would fix the pass protection because it was awful on Sunday. Brian, thank you so much for being here. It's KJ. So, you know, as, as a player, you know that
0: every day of the week is critical leading up to Sunday. It's almost kind of like yeah. – a week each day is like a week and here we are yeah. Tuesday like who's doing the install for this week you know who's deciding what gets tossed out well probably everything gets tossed out from last last week but who's going to be in charge of install and, and, and for practice for starting today
2: well it's a good question I mean it's kind of like what I'm saying is I don't know the organization of you know they're getting ready for the Las Vegas Raiders, and obviously they've got their own issues. Uh, you know, I mean, two teams that really are kind of sticking the whole place up. But, uh, you know, if, if I was Jeff, I mean, you got your coordinators kind of in place. They fired their offense coordinator, uh, Marcus Brady, just a couple weeks ago. So I don't know who's even going to call plays for the Colts right now, you know, because that's what Frank Reich was doing the last few weeks. So, you know, who's the play caller? I mean, just the basics, right? But, yes, as far as practice meetings, you have a team meeting here uh, you know tomorrow morning when the, everybody kind of gets back to the facility on 56th Street there in Indianapolis. And you kind of like, okay, this is the way we're going to do things. This is going to stay the same, but this is our schedule. you got to set the schedule. You're right. Every day, you know, whether it's install, whether it's red zone, whether it's blitz pickup, you know, whether it's inside drill, I mean, all those things – everybody kind of does the same things everybody's schedules a little bit kind of uh, uniform in some ways but you know you got to change things up too because what what's what's been going on isn't working so I guess that's where Jeff Saturday and whatever Jim Mercer thinks his brilliance is that's what it's got to come through
1: all right one more question Brian before we move on because obviously there's other stories going on in the NFL but do you think Matt Ryan would be a better choice to start this game? And do you think the Colts actually have a shot at winning if it's Matt Ryan? Because I will say he's at least a veteran. He, like, I don't know, like, does he call the plays? Who do you think the choice of quarterback should be this week?
2: Well, I mean, I, look, I'm not here to to bash Sam Ellinger. They made the choice to go with him. But Matt Ryan's a better football player. Um, you know, he just forget about the experience. He's just a better player. You know, just reading defenses, nowhere to go with the ball, you know, understand, you know, what this week, what the Raiders are doing just by, like Sam Ellinger is just learning all of this. I don't think he's that much of a better athlete, you know, to keep plays alive. I mean, Matt was decked way too many times in the first, you know, seven, eight weeks. So, uh, you know, until they play better up front, and, you know, Jonathan Taylor has been in and out of the lineup, not healthy. So, I mean, that's kind of like how the offense was built around his running game. But, yeah, I think Matt Ryan's a much better choice to try and win a football game right now than, than uh, Sam Ellinger.
0: Brian Baldinger, thanks so much for being here on Daily Tip with here. Uh, it's KJ. Look, um, what do you think about the Thursday night matchup with the Falcons and the Panthers? Just a, two weeks ago, it had a shootout. It could have been for who was in first. Falcons get there. Now it's a replay do you expect the same fireworks Thursday night, or, or, or do you see one turn, turn one team turning the corner the wrong way and another team turning the right way in this game?
2: Well, I just saw the Falcons on Sunday against the Chargers. I announced that game, and they were, you know, I mean, the ball gets, you know, ripped out of, uh, you know, a player's hands. Uh, right. You know, Drake London is going in for a touchdown, and, you know, the ball gets ripped out of his hands by Khalil Mack and change the whole game around. I mean the Falcons are a good football team. They do a lot of things well. Um I don't think I don't I don't expect to see a shootout because really sometimes games become that, but that's not how they were that's how that's not how that game started. It's just finished that way, especially with you know the sixty two yard touchdown from PJ Walker to DJ Moore to tie it up. But I feel like this is a game where Atlanta really wants to play to their strength, which is running the football and Cordero Patterson came back last week. He's really, really good. They're really good at running it. Uh, I feel like they're going to try and take the air out of the ball. Uh, I think the Panthers have a better run defense than the Chargers do. So maybe they're not quite as successful, but that's kind of what the Falcons bread and butter is right now to really pound the football. They're really good at it. Mariota helps them. And so That's what I expect, so I think it's going to be a much lower scoring game, but I feel like the Falcons are a better football team at this point.
1: So, speaking of running the football, we're seeing several teams that have really committed to the run, and I think nobody probably wants to talk about the Bears because they're not one of the better football teams, but I think it's so interesting how... We've seen this emergence of Justin Fields actually running the football. It almost reminds me of when Cam Newton came to Carolina. The offensive line was terrible, but Cam was just making things happen. Do you think this is sustainable for the Bears to rely so heavily on Justin Fields running the football?
2: Well, the scrambles were ridiculous. I mean, even Mike McDaniels is like, can you can you please stop? Like, this is killing us. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was kind of right. half-joking. But, uh, I mean, Justin is just – look, I've been tracking this guy. I loved him coming out. I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft last year. Um, He's just developing. And and really, you got to credit Chicago, the coaches, Luke Getzey, the offensive coordinator. uh, They're doing a terrific job with him. And they have a real offense right now. And the running game is the foundation. He's a part of it, but so is Khalil Herbert and so is David Montgomery. And so is, you know, the fly sweeps that they get to Darnell Mooney or Whoever's carrying it, Dante Pettis. I mean, they're a good football team up front. The offense lines come together. They're playing well as a group. They do run the ball well, even when Justin Fields isn't scrambling like he did uh, against the Dolphins. But, uh, you know, they can hang their hat on that. A lot of teams are doing it. Like, they're just saying, okay, we're not, our passing game isn't where we want it to be. Let's, let's play to our strength, which is run the football. Seattle's doing it. The Giants are doing it. Dallas is doing it to a degree. The Eagles are doing it. It's, it's, it's kind of uh, in vogue right now. But it is sustainable because Justin Fields is becoming a better passer and better decision-making, and it's only going to open up the running game even more for that football team.
0: Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider here on Daily Tip. I want to turn to the Vikings-Bills game, but the overstory, which is kind of being, it's being kind of hushed, is this potential injury to Josh Allen. If he does have a UCL injury, and it may take anywhere from several weeks to several months to heal, can the Bills sustain being
2: a dominant team with Case Keenum as, as quarterback? No, I mean, not like they've been. I mean Case Keenum has marched around this league and he's a backup quarterback. And they've got a good receiving core and they've got a, a really good team, but Josh Allen makes that team special and there's no substitute for that. There's a big drop off. Um so I don't know what the injury status is. I mean it's it's Tuesday morning. I, I don't know what's going on. Um he finished the game, but uh, you know, he look the the, the, the turnovers that he's had the last two weeks have been critical and the and so he's just, you know, he gets to the red zone, whether it was a loss to Miami, uh, whether it's a loss last week to the Jets. I mean, those, those turnovers are critical. And third play of the game, they're down there inside the red zone and throws a terrible pass to his tight end Dawson Knox. And, you know, uh, Whitehead picks it off. I mean, those, those mistakes are hard to overcome. And whether he's healthy or not healthy, like he knows he's got to eliminate those type of plays. Like nobody's just that good in the NFL anymore, and nobody's that much better than anybody else that they can overcome those kind of mistakes.
1: All right, Brian. So the AFC East just got a whole lot more interesting because the Bills sitting atop six and two, the Jets six and three, the Dolphins six and three, and hell, even the Patriots five and four. I saw where you just did a Baldy breakdown on uh, the Jets beating the Bills, so clearly that's one of those teams. Do you think the Jets or the Dolphins could be one of those teams that's a surprise winner of the AFC East?
2: Uh, well, I think the Dolphins could, could definitely win. I mean, they outplayed Buffalo tremendously in, um, you know, in, well, I mean, the Buffalo outplayed Miami, but Miami beat them. You know, I mean, Buffalo doesn't have a win in the division yet. It's only played two of them, but they've lost two division games. That never helps you. But the Dolphins can definitely win the division, especially with the way two is playing. I mean, nobody has an answer right now to what Tyreek Hill is doing. He's he's the you know he's the most valuable player in this league right now. Um, nobody's had 1,100 yards receiving after nine weeks in this league, and nobody can defend him. And so, between him and Waddle right now, and the way that two is throwing the ball and the design that Mike McDaniel's has, like they can certainly win the division. But the Jets are not going to go away uh, because defensively. They have figured things out. They stopped blitzing after their loss to Cincinnati. They rely on the front four to, you know, put pressure on quarterbacks, which they, that, which they can do, whether it's Bryce Huff or Quinnen Williams or, you know, Jermaine Johnson. And the back end, led by Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, are really, really good. Probably as good a tandem of corners as there is in football. Like they can keep the score down. Buffalo, you know, scored 17 points against the Jets. You, you keep teams to 17 points or less in this league, you have a chance to win every single game. And Buffalo's is as good as any offensive football. So, like, the Jets, they can definitely surprise. I mean, that's a confident group. I'm around that team a lot. I go up there a lot. I'm around Robert Sala and that organization for whatever, for a couple different reasons, but, like, they're not going to go away. And the defense is real. So, now, the offense, you know, they've got to overcome a lot of injuries in the offensive line, and the quarterback has to be consistent, but Um, the Jets are going to be a factor one way or another in that division.
1: Man, they're a factor right now. And that was before the Josh Allen injury. So what an interesting division the AFC East has turned out to be. Brian, great stuff today. Thank you for making us smarter when it comes to your NFL knowledge. Uh, Thanks for waking up with us.
2: Sure. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Take care.
1: That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. You can find him on Twitter at uh, BaldyNFL. Does nice little Baldy breakdowns where if you want to be smarter, go check his Twitter. Uh, All right, coming up next on the Daily Tip, we will talk to mid-major Matt. Talk a little college football. That's next on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM.